world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Let's get this out there right now, first of all. Okay, uh, April 7th is the deadline to get your NRA ballots in. I know I'm beating a dead horse, but there's less than 7% of actual uh, voting members, eligible voting members that vote. So, friends, family, anybody you know, post it on your social media, replicate it, send an email out, bullet vote, Calandro for NRA, please, because with 7%, could you imagine if 1% or 2% more people that don't vote step up to the plate? Yep. Imagine what we can do. So, a couple of my endorsements. I caught a new endorsement last week. James Yeager from Tactical Response posted on his all his social media he endorsed me i've met james yeager a couple of times he's a warrior soul teaches a bunch of classes and a lot of my stu- my my instructors like bob prouse has taken classes with yeager so uh, i'm honored to pick up that endorsement don't forget my buddy gary allison from beacon brass in new jersey uh tactici who will be on the show next week she also uh endorsed me uh knife rights uh sue ritter and doug ritter which is like the nra of knife rights they endorsed me, NRA board member Scott Bach, the ANJRPC endorsed me, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association endorsed me, NRA board member Tom King endorsed me, and uh, Colonel Bob Brown, who's an NRA board member who has Soldier of Fortune magazine endorsed me. Amoland has endorsed me. Jeff and Chris Knox of the Firearms Coalition, Dave Kadria, Black Man with a Gun, CNJFO. Commissioner Bernard Carrick, the real commissioner of New York City. Lauren Hartnett of Girls Got a Gun. Joshua Prince of Prince Law Group in Pennsylvania. Evan Knappen. Uh, Dr. John Adine from Doctors for Responsible Gun Owners. Uh, Raquel Akie of the Liberty First Foundation. Tony Simon from The Second Is for Everyone. Mark Cheeseman from New Jersey Firearms Owner Syndicate. And Andy Goldman from G96 Products. So, again, this is my last final push. So, one more thing while we're at it. We know that the Cheeseman-Gillard case uh, is moving along, and uh, Sid Tannenhaus, I mentioned this already, only 485 people had donated. I got an email uh, from a bunch of people. This one stood out. Rich Valentine. He goes, uh, I have a carry to and from work permit, which allows me to be carrying with a 1,000 and above uh, people around me, but I can't carry concealed on my own time. Crazy. I'm a part-time armed guard here in New Jersey. Thanks for your tireless effort for our rights in this communist state. I'm behind you all the way. Rich Valentine. Okay, Rich donated to uh, CNJFO. He sent a screenshot of his donation, and I sent him a bunch of free I Will Not Comply stickers. So don't be an SMP, a social media patriot. Make a donation, $3, $5, $10. I don't give a shit what you donate, but 485 people out of 1 million gun owners is paltry. So it's GoFundMe forward slash restore 
dash carry dash nj it's a self-funded case the cheeseman and gillard case j factor is behind it as well and as well as one of the lawyers extraordinaire in the 2a community is david jensen so that's my uh my rant right there today now let's talk about uh governor free stuff excuse me so governor free stuff is now uh shaming gun makers for violence he held another ass lathering press conference last week in jersey city with steve fullop up his proverbial ass and they basically listed all of these guns that were 85 percent of them were were from out of state they were either stolen or whatever so he lists all of these guns and uh, he says that, that they want to start holding the gun manufacturers accountable. Now we just saw this now in Connecticut. The We've Connecticut been down this road. Yes, before. but the, but yesterday the Connecticut Supreme Court said that Remington can be responsible for gun deaths and violence. Now that'll go to the U.S. Supreme Court, and most likely, all probability will be locked, uh, you know, knocked down. But it's like they pulled out the Clinton playbook and they're yeah, doing it all but, over. But again. think about this. Think about this. Never-ending crap that we deal with in this state. And this guy holds a presser. Who we're going to do gun violence because we're going to start blaming the gun manufacturers. Because we should be blaming. Well, they blame the gas station. So, in other words, a drunk driver should not be liable. Okay? That shouldn't be liable. Mm -hmm. What we should be liable is Tito's Vodka, General Motors. Right. Uh, Exxon for supplying the gas, gas Goodyear yeah. for the tires, right. okay, brakes, Delco brakes, yeah. br- yeah. and maybe an outside vendor made the bumper or something. Mm. So this is what we're getting to now. But but again, this follows the whole progressive thing where we blame everything but the person yes. liable for yes. it. So I was on Cam and Company again to talk about this, and basically some of my quotes from Cam and Company were that listen. He's a Goldman Sachs guy, Governor Free Stuff. So this is the Goldman Sachs approach to governance. Raise taxes, file lawsuits, and shame non-criminals. <laughs> Who knew New Jersey's problems could be solved so easily? Right. Right? This is going to stop us. And in New Jersey, think about this. Everybody, think about my quote here. The Second Amendment is the only civil right that can be denied or abridged to law-abiding, tax-paying, responsible citizens because of the misbehavior of criminals. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, you're right. Every time, okay? Why don't we shame all the do-nothing politicians in New Jersey and the federal government? It'll never happen because the electorate in this state have their heads buried squarely up their behinds. Of course, they circled around the smart guns. The AG said that the move could also spur manufacturers to more widely adopt smart gun technology that prevents anyone but the registered owner from firing a weapon. What we really need is smart politician technology. Right, yeah. All right. This and I want to see the state police take away all their uh, yeah. all their, uh, their well, they lost all their SIG, so they take all their Glocks away. And use the smart gun technology for five years, and then then I'll think. Then about I'll it. think about it. Yeah. But maybe we need smart politician technology that prevents incompetent carpetbaggers from becoming governor. Mm, there's that. I asked this in a forum when it was going on live. Are you going to name drug makers for legal drugs that get sold to abusers? Are you going to name alcohol makers whose drinks end up in drivers that kill? There is no logic in making the connection that you want to make. Go after the criminals who get access to the guns. Did you get banned? No, not yet. I will, though. 
You know what? Another thing is gun sales are the most regulated form of commerce in our society, way ahead of pharmaceuticals, okay, with the opioid crisis and, and let everything. Me, let, let me explain to you that pharmaceuticals kill far more people each and every day. But they donate a lot of money. Oh, yeah, absolutely, sure. They donate a lot of money, so every, nobody, everybody forgets about that. So here's another one. I love this one. Gruel said, who's the attorney general in New Jersey, gun makers could demand that their dealers work to adopt strong measures against straw purchasers. It's already illegal. What more does he want? Maybe we need to adopt measures to remind criminals murder is illegal. Probably. Wouldn't that be good? Sure. Okay. Or driving drunk and things like that. So this just pisses me off. Again, it's more grandstanding, more posturing, mm-hmm. more bullshit. But you know what? It's all a deflection, Sandy. The state is crumbling. Yeah. Our potholes. Yes, the, right. He has that alleged rape case going on where nobody knows who hired this guy, Alvarez. This guy testified the other day before Loretta Weinberg. He said nobody, he doesn't know who hired him. He started working for the Murphy administration after the campaign ended. He was a campaign advisor. He got a $130,000 a year job. Three months later, he got a $40,000 raise per year. And then when the Washington... Good hell of a job. Yeah, when the Washington Post released a story that Katie, Kathy Brennan or Catherine, Katie Brennan said that she was raped by him, he resigned. Meanwhile, no one in the Murphy administration can say who hired him, and Alvarez couldn't say who hired him. How do you just... So in other words, I come into the range one day, and some guy, Joe, walks by me... And he's working here now. Who hired you? I don't know. I asked all my staff, did you guys hire this guy, Joe? No, nobody. Okay, I guess yeah, we'll I just, just leave him, him here We're then. Good, yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess we'll just leave him here. Okay. What does he do? I don't so, know. No. So what did this guy do? No. Anyway. So. For a hundred and... Alvarez, yeah. uh, they put him in charge of schools or something. Oh. Uh, yeah, like a superintendent or That's something. Good. Where he can be with the young kids. We'll which the is children. Which yeah. is safe, you mm-hmm. know. Of course. So... So this is what's what's going on. We have these gun initiatives to stop violence in New Jersey. And then, of course, he circled back around 2.5% tax on ammunition and 10% tax on firearms. He calls it a violence tax. A violence tax. A violence tax. Yeah, I don't understand what that is, but you know know what? The, The clock is ticking because on March 21st, Gruel and his legal eagles have to submit their brief for the Rogers case. And then we, the people of New Jersey, have 15 days to respond. NRA, ANGRPC, Dan Schmutter, et al. And then we just, we find out if the Supreme Court picks it up or not. So a lot of my comments when, when uh, the AG and Murphy uh, post is, I'm like, are you guys working on on the brief? Because, you know, you're, you're running out of time here. You know, you're causing all these diversions, but you're going to get spanked from the federal level, the Supreme. So everybody out there better pray that our Rogers case gets picked up to restore carry. If they don't, will they just get another extension or is there some sort of a No, they the Supreme Court demanded they submit by the twenty first. That's their deadline. And if they don't, what what consequence? I, I don't know. I, that's a question for Dan Schmutter, mm. but I believe you can't say no to the Supreme Court. If you're in New Jersey, you can. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But the re- the whole thing that their hubris would not have let them, they didn't file a brief because they didn't feel they had to because right. they didn't think the Supreme Court was going to take it. Right. Because right. they live in this anti-gun bubble. Yes. Meanwhile, Kentucky just became the 16th state to allow people to carry constitutional carry. Yeah. Concealed carry without a training or a permit. Okay. That's why you can't make it through the state of Kentucky now all those bodies piled up. And by the way, it was an NRA-backed bill. 
by the way. Mm. Because when people say, what has the NRA done for us? What is the NRA? Yeah, because they're not doing shit, right? No, they, we can criticize the NRA all day because they're a big Goliath, but they do a lot. They're behind a lot of these lawsuits. I, nobody's more critical of the NRA than me, but I know. I've been behind the curtain, and I see what goes on, okay? so And, and, and you, you want to deflect that sometimes and just say, well, what have you done for the NRA? Because in New Jersey, we can't get these people to rally around anything, to support anything. They vote their self-interest. Uh, you can't even say that. They vote their self-interest almost all the time when it comes to pensions, when it comes to free crap, uh, when it comes to party line. But they don't realize that every vote that they make toward the other side, like you always say, you're a one-issue voter, but you're really like a freaking unicorn yeah, I know. in this state. I know, I know, but let me tell you something. People need to band together. Um, there's a bunch of Second Amendment organizations out there attacking each other and saying, what have you done for me lately is not going to work. I mean, we have to. I know. But they're still doing it. Correct. And, and and I don't know I don't know how to stop it. Because they're not listening to us. They're they're more worried about their fifteen minutes of fame for Correct. whatever you get fame for running a two way organization in New Jersey. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Florida, they have a bill right now that will allow paramedics to be armed. Republican Senator Ed Hooper would create a force of SWAT medics, armed paramedics and medical professions who accompany police officers. And, of course, the anti-gunners are against this. But, you know, EMTs, they have to wait until the police secure the scene oh, yeah. before they go in. Absolutely. Which I, I'm all for this. Mm -hmm. They're going to train them like SWAT officers. They're calling them SWAT medics. And all the anti-gunners in Florida are in an uproar about it, you know? So this is bullshit. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm telling you right now, this is this is a good thing. It's amazing how other states are um, going forward and allowing our Second Amendment rights to be used. And so many of the, our states are going backwards and stripping our Second Amendment rights from us one at a time. Well, in know? a world that's upside down, progressivism means going backwards. Yeah, 100% backwards. So so it, I find it interesting that we're getting beat up constantly. But again, our governor, Governor Murphy, he really has no agenda, you know. He's, he, in a way, he's, he's some, something like Trump. The last person to talk to him is the direction he goes in. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I've heard yeah. about the turmoil in his cabinet and his people surrounding him, his inner circle, like they're all going 100. Again, it was all, everybody was picked by identity politics. I've talked oh, about sure, this before. Yeah. He wanted his whole Crayola circle, crayon. a Crayola, Crayola box, yeah. and he doesn't have a lot of people there with uh, deep experience, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, it's interesting. Not all the boxes are checked off. Yeah, correct, correct. But meanwhile, you know, everything is about a fair New Jersey, a fair New Jersey. Well, we're going to allow illegals to vote. Illegals are going to get this. Yeah. Illegals are going to so, get that. Yeah. How is it fair for us? Just like we talked about last week, illegals uh, don't have to, uh, are not going to be reported to ICE if they try to bunk it, buy a gun illegally, but law-abiding citizens will. Right. Uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom, just with executive order, squashed the death penalty. Yes, he did. There's 762 people on death row. All that, of them murderers. All, but you know what? And let's say let's say all of them 
aren't, but I bet you out of that 762, I bet you 700 have DNA evidence and they're repeat offenders. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of them, they, they portrayed this guy is in his 50s. He took a 10-year-old kid into the woods and multiple, multiply, yeah, stabbed him multiple times, raped him, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, then cut his throat on both sides. They caught him. He had the kid's blood on him. He had lacerations on his own hands and everything. Now he's not going to die. Right. And again, I've talked about this all the time. Because the governor couldn't sleep at night. Correct. If he was. Correct. I, what about the families of the people that were murdered? I got an idea. Go ahead. You know, like your, like your bleachers? Yeah, electric bleachers. Electric no bleachers. electric chair, electric yeah. bleachers. 30 yeah. at a time, no waiting. No waiting. I propose, since that particular side uh, loves uh, killing, uh, you know, they, they celebrated. They, they lit the towers in New York uh, pink. What late-term abortion? Yes. Oh, not late. Infanticide. Inf- infanticide. Infanticide. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, that's it. That's what the, I meant to as say. As the governor of Shut Virginia... Up said, you know, when the baby's born, we'll put them in a room until the parents decide whether we should kill them or not. You know, like they kind of do in, in, in Britain right now. But um, why don't we do this? Let's just call that, instead of it the, you know, the death penalty, we'll just call it a uh, an adult abortion. A late, very late-term abortion. They should be okay with that, right? I like that. Yeah. It's just let, a very me, late-term abortion. I told you what I would do, that, you know... What I would do is I would have them put him in an electric chair, and then I would have a bun with mustard on it, and I'd say, can you hold this hot dog for me for a second? Oh, yeah, that'd be good. I kind of like the dirty water hot dogs. That's what I would do. In a second, I would do that. This is bullshit, you know? This is Which one was old Sparky? Was that Georgia, where where their heads used to explode? (laughs) Mars attacks. Yeah, because the... uh, the power, the power regulator was bad on it, or something. Correct, like correct. Their, their head would just explode. That's what yeah. we need here. But you're absolutely right. I am so so pissed off. We are backwards in this mm-hmm. country. We're backwards in this state now. You know, the the Democrats just voted for illegals to vote. Well, of course. you know, yeah. you know, they just That's voted what for motor illegals voters to vote. All about has always been about give uh, give illegal. Yet, meanwhile. We have to produce, for those of you who are not in New Jersey, we have to produce six forms of identification. As illegal. As illegal to get a driver's license in the state of New Jersey. Uh, your birth certificate. But, but if you're an illegal, you don't need any of that. No, you just automatically just Correct. get a, a license. Yeah. Which Correct. is great. You know, what, again, upside down. Upside down. And I'm telling you, it's a three-tiered system. I've talked about this all the time. We have the elite, we have the political elites and the rich, repulsive socialists on top. We have illegals and criminals second. Law-abiding citizens, the elderly, veterans, homeless are all on the bottom. Look at what just happened with the college thing, Sandy. Yeah. Last week, right. all these rich people. Now, I've had a couple people comment. The super, super rich, they don't have to do that. They donate a building or a medical right. center. Right. And then their retarded kid, excuse me, their handicapped, mentally handicapped, deficient kid gets in to school. But the people that aren't super, 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 super rich, they hired this guy, Key, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and for fifty thousand, five hundred thousand, five million, six hundred thousand, their kids get in to these, you know, well-to-do top twenty schools. Some of them Ivy League, some not. Now that was only one fixer. 
that they've right. caught so far. That's right. So how many more? Is this right. going to be like AppScam? It, it was by accident, too. They, Correct. Because they, they busted somebody else. Right. And he says, hey, I know about this guy that... Rah, 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 and then the FBI opened an investigation, and yeah. now they're locking them all up. Now, supposedly, all of these kids are going to get thrown out of school. Now, what about the kids that worked their asses off to get into those schools and didn't get accepted because this artard got their spot right exactly this is how it works ladies and gentlemen and once we go full socialism it's going to be just two tiers yeah okay it's going to be the elites on top and we're going to be pulled in with the illegals and and the criminals they're going to be treated like us so it's going to be shit and gold nothing in between okay surrounded venezuela correct I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000 pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. Are we back? Yeah, we are. Shit. We were just talking about the hair. I got a hair at the edge of my nostril that keeps poking into me nostril. Rip it out. I can't. I can't. I can't detect which one which it one is. is. Oh, yeah. 
It's that. pissing me off. So don't forget, Dr. Brian Tans, NewYorkSmile.com, 210 East 68th Street, New York, New York. Dr. Brian Tans, his email is NewYorkSmile.com. He can do wonders, okay? If you want to try him out, if you're an SMP, come in here and I'll knock all your teeth out. Okay. And Dr. Brian Tans will put all new ones put in and we'll back. see how they look. Yeah, that's good. Okay, you'll be spitting chiclets. Like spitting. Spitting chiclets, as far as I'm concerned. Do not forget that Gun for Hire is now sponsoring U.S. Law Shield. And U.S. Law Shield is legal defense for self-defense, whether it's a knife, a gun, your hands, or whatever. It's 24-7 access to attorney-answered hotline that you pay zero attorney fees. There's no caps, no limits, no deductibles. They're not insurance. It's legal representation for criminal and civil proceedings. It starts at ten ninety-five a month. Okay, go to U.S. Law Shield and use promo code Gun for Hire Radio, one word, or you can text it to 281-603-0105 and text Gun for Hire, one word, U.S. Law Shield, okay? Gun for Hire Radio. Yeah, Gun for Hire Radio. I didn't say it? No, you said I'm in Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio, one word. Don't forget, Ants Rants, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. Check me out, and I will make you laugh and piss you off and insult you. Yeah, it's funny how you can do that at the same time. Yes. Anybody wants to do a rant with me, let me know. Send me a message, and you can come in. Tell me what you want to rant about. I've already had uh, uh, Rob Bermudez took me up on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent me a message. He came in last week. He goes, let's do one against March against Murphy. So while we're talking about March against Murphy, you better be there March 26th. I am staying at the Element Hotel in Princeton. Okay, thanks for letting everybody know. I don't care. Jay Factor booked a room there that night, too. Well, we're, we're, we're going to Uber Uber. I don't care who knows where I am. I don't give a shit. I do. You think I'm like you, you cave troll? Okay, March against Murphy. Please, if you go on Facebook, March against Murphy. If you go online, the website is we the people of nj.com they're going to see my gun for hire truck in the parking lot anyway you yeah, see kinda... yes we the people of nj.com go and go there go to the website you give your room number out now i don't have it yet oh, okay. i will though uh march against murphy on facebook come on guys and girls rally the troops let's get out there let's show our support i mean we're we're in so much trouble here could you imagine 10 20 30,000 people out there just kicking ass and taking names and making our presence shown. I mean, this is what we really need, okay? We need people like us to get out there, guys and girls, kids alike. Wear your yellow vest and let the government know that we are tired of overtaxation with zero representation. Mm -hmm. You know, more and more counties uh, in Colorado and New Mexico are declaring sanctuary status from uh, il what they deem illegal gun laws, and their states are freaking out. But yeah. yet their attorney generals can declare sanctuary cities for illegals and criminals and violate the Constitution and the rule of law, and it's okay for them. Yes. So I've had people reach out to me and say, why don't we get the 13 or so Republican sheriffs in New Jersey out of the 30 of them or so to get on board with this? Because they different. won't. They won't. Yeah. 
the Republican in name only. Uh, in New Jersey, it's different the way the unions are set up and their pensions and everything. They're not going to risk everything. No. These other states like Colorado and New Mexico, they don't have these huge pension systems and, and retirement and tenure and job security. These guys are, are putting it out there because they're passionate about the Second Amendment. And they the also know Amendment. that the electorate will shoot them. Correct. Yeah. They don't, come, they, come on and get they my guns. Have, yeah, come get them. I got them piled up right here. How many people you think are going to just give up your guns? In New Jersey? Yeah. Well, you think? Yeah. A hundred. How many people dropped off magazines six months before they A hundred people. Right? A hundred people, Sandy. It's, That's it. It's terrible. A hundred people. I'm telling you right now. Check this out. In Pennsylvania... A firearms registration act was introduced in Pennsylvania. How many times have you said that term? What was that term you say? What happens where? Tell me that again. What happens in New Jersey doesn't stay in New Jersey? Yeah. That one? So for all those people that say move to Pennsylvania, mm. I want to know what your feeling is about this. This launched well, on Ammo Land. Like the cancer, mm. all those people from New Jersey moved to Pennsylvania, and you're used to living in the former Soviet Union. So you think that what goes on here is normal and the way it should be. You're destroying Pennsylvania, you're destroying Virginia, you're destroying the Carolinas and Texas. So John Crump wrote this article for MLN, Firearms Registration Act introduced in PA. A new bill, HB 0768, Firearms Registration Act. The Democrats had introduced the bill, D-D-D-D-D, okay, well, into the General so Assembly. That's unusual for all you Democrats out there. So gun owners would have to provide the police with the bake, model, and serial numbers of all their guns. Along with the application, that gun owner must swear under oath that the gun owner would also have to submit fingerprints, two photographs that are no older than 30 days, and go through a full background check for each firearm they own. This background check is the same one that they must go through when they purchase a gun, so they want them to redo everything. A background in, check for every gun? Yes. In addition to this requirement, they must also provide the PA State Police with their home and work address, telephone number, Social Security, date of birth, age, sex, and citizenship. The, this requirement is more information than a person needs to vote. But it's not about that, right? If the state police, re police rejects the person's application, they will have 10 days to appeal. The owner must turn their firearms into the state police within three days of receiving notification of the rejection. If the person does not appeal the decision within 10 days, their right is forfeited. Oh, great. Okay. It's like in New Jersey, you automatic forfeiture of guns. You can never get them back. And so it's not done. Once this registration takes effect, the gun owner has 48 hours to update the state police if they change jobs, phone numbers, addresses, or serious? anything else in, on the application, including marital status. Okay? The certificate will cost $10 per firearm and will renew yearly. Oh, my God. God. Okay, the gun owner would have to start the process over again to renew their certification. So you have to go through the whole process every year. Every year. And I'm thinking about a guy like Charlie. Yeah. Well, the process. Yeah. Who the has two hundred and fifty thousand guns. The process must be done six. 
60 days before the certificate expires. The procedure can get confusing. No shit for gun owners with large collections. The bill makes no mention of how the state will enforce the law. Other states that have tried gun registration and bans have limited success. New Jersey has had zero magazines turned in since their magazine ban went into effect. New York saw nearly one million firearm owners defy the state law to register their assault weapons. The same thing played out in Connecticut when only 50,000 of 350,000 registered their semi-automatic firearms. Expanding a registry to all firearms will be impossible to enforce without conducting door-to-door searches. It is unclear how these Democrats plan to deal with this reality. And, of course, none of the bill's sponsors would reach out to John Crump for comment on this. So, again, we have more delusional progressive. Progressives mm-hmm. out there. This is the Bloomberg plan. This is the Murphy plan. Register, certify, applications, fees, yeah. visits to the right. police department. So that what you get is you get the casual shooters or the casual owner of a gun for home defense goes, oh, it's too no, much it's trouble. Just, it's too much trouble. I'm just going to sell my stuff because I, I don't want to go through the process. And then you're going to get the uh, lower economic people going, oh, I can't afford this. I gotta right. take a day off from work. I gotta go to state right. police. I gotta pay yeah. three hundred and fifty dollars. I gotta pay for fingerprints. I gotta do this. Well, I gotta do that. That's it's really targeted at too. Correct. You so know, this, the, the uh, that has been since nineteen sixty eight here because we didn't want them to have guns here. I think it's a concerted plan backed by like Bloomberg's Every Town and stuff where they know they just can't pull the Second Amendment out. So let's regulate the shit out of it. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's regulate uh-huh. ammo. Let's regulate. Guns, parts, accessories. Listen, part of Grubel's press conference the other day, Walter was telling me he can't buy stuff from Brownells or anything. You know, gun parts, lowers, everything has to go through an FFL now. Because they don't want people manufacturing, you know, guns on their own. Ghost guns, so to speak. Meanwhile, you you can print them with a 3D printer. Meanwhile, I'd like to see Governor Freestuff or Grubel go through the process of getting a gun. You know, that's something we didn't address when we had Loretta Weinberg on the show. We should have had her go through the process. I would have asked. I, I would have paid for it. You know, she wouldn't have taken the money. But have her go through the but process. But her son is a shooter, so well, I guess she. Yeah, but have her go through the process yeah. and see what what right. what she felt. I, that's something. Next time we get an anti-gun lawmaker passes through the neighborhood, mm-hmm. I think that would be a great idea. What do you think? I, I like the idea. I don't think they even know. So, by the way, this was in the Wall Street, the New York Times. Uh, that oh no the Wall Street Journal, over 100 rural counties across the country have declared that they won't enforce new statewide gun laws. 60 in Illinois, several in Washington State, a majority of counties in New Mexico, okay, and uh, nine Colorado counties have adopted sanctuary re- re- resolutions in the past two weeks. Wow. Phenomenal. They've, they've got balls. Phenomenal, okay? Now, my our man Maj Ture from Black Guns Matter, he yeah. made the, the New York Times, by the way. Did he really? Yeah, the New York Times did an opinion piece. You, Everybody out there should Google this. It's called The Black Gun Owner Next Door. And uh, this writer uh, went to, he walked the Boston's Black Heritage Trail. I've walked all the heritage trails in Boston many years ago, and I walked the Boston Black Heritage Trail. And I still remember it because it was like pretty much part of the Underground Railroad. There were people that were hiding people. So he walked past the Lewis Hayden House, okay, in the now affluent Beacon Hill neighborhood. It's a very nice neighborhood. Think of Upper West Side in Manhattan Mm -hmm. with brownstones and stuff. So Hayden's story, him and his wife, he bought his 
freedom back. And so he was a, a prior slave. But he thought it was funny. When he passed the Hayden House, there was an NRA sticker on the door of the Hayden House. So this guy, yeah. So this guy did some research of the Haydens, and then he reached out of uh, he reached out to the new owners of the house who were interracial, mixed race. Okay, and uh, it's funny because he wanted to know why he what he felt was a symbol of white conservatism was doing a fix to an antique home of a black abolitionist. Okay, a symbol of white conservatism. You like that, huh? That, but that, see, the NRA needs to fix that narrative, and the media perpetuates that narrative. Oh I highlighted God. that quote because I wanted to say that to you. All right, everybody out there, read that article and chime in. So his basically, this writer basically said that the NRA sticker is a symbol of white conservatism. Oh okay, on the home of a black abolitionist. Okay. All right, so this was a guy who knew who it meant, meant to be hunted, and he wanted to know why. So he contacted the National Parks. He got to meet the people in the house, and the people in the house, basically, they said they had guns uh, for self-protection, but he also said that Hayden had guns because slave hunters would come knocking on mm, his door, yeah. and he would answer the door with his double-barreled shotgun. Yeah. And I could just picture this black ex-slave who's got stones yeah. the, the size yeah. of wrecking balls okay this is a guy that ended up living in a house in boston a prior slave and now he's helping slaves in the underground railroad and i could just imagine these three or four good old boys from the south come up looking knocking on his door and it's probably the first time they saw a colored with a gun you know what i mean and they must shit a brick yeah so i thought that was really really cool so uh so he met with the people, and he was blown away that they were NRA members. So it opened this whole dialogue from him uh, because he couldn't believe that Hayden believed in firearms, uh, which is interesting because this guy escaped slavery right. and got his freedom back. Right. So And now he was helping slaves get their freedom. So to think, you know, they live in this bubble. We talk about this all the time, like all these politicians in Pennsylvania with these registries and stuff. They live in this bubble. That they think nobody wants, you know. Right. You know, and by the way, Hayden's wife was African-American too, but she was light-skinned. She could pass for white, and that pissed the slave traders off too because they thought he was a black guy with a white woman. This guy, I, I, he has a piece in my heart. I yeah. ordered a book on his story from Amazon. It'll be in next week uh, because I want to read more about him because he seems like the type of guy like, well, I ain't got shit to lose, right. so I'm going to take it to the nth degree. And I'm going to kick everybody's ass, right? And you had to at that time. you got to remember, not everybody was real happy you were free. Correct. But, you know, this was a huge moment of peril, mm-hmm. you know, for, for African Americans yes. at the time. And even though slavery was banned in the North, the North facilitated in helping Oh, absolutely. People. Everybody thinks it was just the South. It wasn't just the South. But, so, you know, we did... We we say this all the time. We witnessed this. We see we we lived through that point in like 1968 when there were. I don't remember it very well because we were children. But they took um, when the cities were burning. That's when the major restrictions on firearms happened here in the state of New Jersey. Correct. And the Graves Act and and uh, you know Francis X Graves. The Hughes Act. The Hughes Act. All were as a result of not wanting those people 
to have guns. And it's still never gone away. It has not gone away. And what mm. I don't understand it, it is that the average person, especially the average inner city Democrat voter, can't grasp the fact that they are there to strip their rights away, that the people that they're voting for are there to strip their rights away, keep them under their thumb, so they can have their piece of the pie. And that's yep. it. So listen to this quote. So he had, did a photo interview with Maj Touré. Ma, like Maj Touré, founder of Black Guns Matter, Mr. Touré is a former member of the NRA, because he divested himself, and he told me in a phone interview that there are many more black members who will speak of their involvement only in hushed tones. While he is critical of the NRA for not doing more for urban Americans, he sees the group as an important civil rights organization. I would have to agree with that. I know Maj got frustrated. He walked away from the NRA because he was trying to get more help from them uh, for inner cities and stuff like that. But there, it, it would be like uh, making a Titanic make a U-turn um, on a dime. Yeah. You know, it ain't happening yeah. from full steam ahead to a U-turn on the dime. It's going to take, you know, 67 miles, uh, you know. But then Maj also said this to the interview. He said, at last, I was left lying to examine this. He goes, you're not anti-gun, Maj told me. Ask yourself this. It's a, it's a zombie apocalypse tomorrow. You wake up and you can't find your children. You go out to search for them. Do you want a gun now? Great. And this guy said his analogy was not outlandish. This was, of course, the constant threat enslaved people endured. Had I been fooling myself about my anti-gun stance? I don't think so, but I did come to realize through a series of unexpected exchanges that the issue was more complicated than I had allowed and that my views of just coexistence and human flourishing might not require the absolute prohib prohibition of arms. Ah, huh? an awakening! Wow. An awakening. Please read the article if you can. It's New York Times uh, opinion piece. You can Google it. Google it. Google it. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience and makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. 
they can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. So, y'all, listen up here. Um, you know, said we y'all? Yes. Okay. We had... Uh, we You're had getting ready for the knife show. Hey y'all, we had. And I can't wait to go to Atlanta again. We had uh, Behavior Plus on the show not too long ago. You can Google them, Behavior Plus. They're, They're in New Jersey, northern New Jersey, and uh, they train for free in donations dogs uh, for veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder and other ailments, and they give them away to them for free. Where our veterans, because because our veterans are part of the third tier like us, have to wait three to five years for a service dog, and their families have to pay five to $10,000 through the VA. Behavior Plus does this for free. And uh, so you can check out their website, send them a thank you, give them a review, send them a dollar or two if you want. So his daughter, Allison, reached out to me for a few, few weeks ago, and they had this beautiful dog named uh, Seamus who was with his veteran for four years, and his veteran suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder and other uh, mental ailments. And um, she went away, and she's probably not going to get out from whatever assisted care she is in for a long time. And Seamus, who was uh, trained uh, 24-7 up and down to be a service dog, was now without a home. And they had him back purpose. at our purpose, and they had him back at Behavior Plus. And she said he was a little confused, you know, and yeah. separated from his mama, so to speak. And uh, I talked about it to my staff here, and Gabe, that works here, Gabe Lugo, and his lovely wife, they uh, took him. They That's went up great. to Behavior Plus a few weeks ago, and they took him, and uh, they brought him home, and he's been acclimating, and uh, he loves Gina, the wife, more than Gabe, which ticks Gabe off, so yeah. he latched on to her, and she's a little more possessive of her than Gabe would like, oh. but um, it seems like uh, Seamus uh, found a home, which is a beautiful thing. Not something our government would do for our vets, but if you jumped the fence, came here illegally, and killed and raped six people, mm. you would get treated far better than someone at 18 or 19 years old that made the decision to defend our country and go overseas and suffer some kind of head injury or loss of a limb or mental breakdown pressure from post-traumatic stress disorder. But see, that's not important for our politicians. Our por the important thing for our politicians is illegals and criminals and the scum of the earth that's what's important okay yeah because they vote 
And yeah. I donate to Behavior Plus, and my number one charity, we've donated over $5,000 to Canine for Warriors yeah, as crap. well. And I never say no when it comes to a dog and uh, or an animal for, for that part. But uh, So everybody out there should be angered that our kids and the homeless and our seniors and our veterans are the bottom tier with us, the law-abiding, tax-paying citizens. And I think it's going to come to a head in time. I hope so in my lifetime because I do not mind being the tip of the spear for this shit that goes on. The stuff that we have to endure every day. In California, they just had an illegal who was knocked, locked up eight times. Mm -hmm. And the ninth time he was released, he was not issued a detainer to ICE. They didn't alert ICE. And he raped and killed an elderly woman in California. Yep. Ninth arrest. And now he killed somebody. And Gavin Newsom and Becerra, the Attorney General in California, if I was the President of the United States or the Governor of California, I would bring back public Public execution, yeah. okay, and I would have that shit him kill them too, and then I would execute him, right? Because that's how heads need to roll. We need—I don't know where the breaking point is anymore, I Sandy. I, I, our veterans can't get service dogs. Our 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 retired people that worked all their lives get two dollar a year social security raise. We have homeless in the street. We have free needles. We have junkies laying everywhere. Mm -hmm. Fentanyl coming into our borders. I am tired of it. I am tired of it, and I don't know when everybody else is going to wake up and feel that anger. I get warned weekly by my counsel to tone back my rants and tone back my rhetoric. I will not do it. I was born in what is the greatest country in the world, the greatest experiment ever, and these progressives and these socialists are squandering it in you front see, of us. Most of the people who complain about this country, unlike us who have traveled around the world, have never seen what it's like in other places. I don't see people in Miami, Florida, hopping on rickety shit boats and, and tubs and paddling their way across to Havana. Or Venezuela. Or Venezuela, yeah. Where are all the uh, celebrities... Sean Penn yeah. and uh, Glover, Danny Glover, who were there kissing up to Hugo Chavez, how wonderful a leader he is. Where are they now? What do the people of Venezuela think of these They're drinking wonderful sewer water and eating out of the backs of garbage trucks. They've had In the no dark power yes. for weeks, yes. and everybody is dying. Yes. Everybody is dying dying okay people are diabetics have died people on life support oh, systems in the hospital are all dead and you want to know Welcome how the communist, communist and socialist manifesto is that's a good thing yes okay exactly I, look at stalin stalin's experiment where millions of people were starved to death I'm six million under mal yes why because listen i talked about this all the time i told you in europe the government subsidizes tobacco products because they want you to die. Yes. They don't want China you to retire. At, they to, they don't want you to retire no. at 55 years old uh -uh. because they can in socialist countries. Yes. That's what they tell you. Right. They want you dead. Yes. And you people out there in socialist countries, they don't treat ailments. No. They give you a morphine drip. Yes, pretty much. People with money fly out of those countries for medical treatment. In, in, uh, I have a cousin who's a, an oncologist in Italy, and she did a uh, leg of her training. In Britain, before she went to Britain, I said to her, "Look, you're gonna, you, you want to, you know, welcome to British medicine. Please set your watch back fifty years." 
and uh, she came back and she said, I can't believe that everything I wanted to prescribe for people or whatever, I couldn't. They didn't have access to it. Yep. If it didn't exist in 1956, when Britain was, socialized medicine was there. And it's not like you can go to the other doctor, because every doctor is employed by the national health system. Every drugstore employed you know, by the, it's part of the national health system. There is no other two-tier sort of a thing. Nope. That you're gonna... Nope. So, uh... On that note, talking of flying, Shooter's Gauntlet in Monroe Town, Pennsylvania, is also a sponsor. Anybody Jimmy runs the long-range cl- long, long class. He needs a helicopter yep. hull, preferably a Black Hawk body. Yeah, if you have um, one in your garage sh- you forgot about. Shooter'sGauntlet.com. Check out Bob and Patty Ramos' place. We run our 1,500-yard uh Shoots there. I don't know about that. Not for me, but for you if you're interested in it. So I you got don't an like email. Long distance shooting, do you? Me, no, no, yeah. too much math. Yeah. Listen, I'm not going out to the range all day to shoot six Three bullets. bullets. Yeah, yeah. Like my okay. Cousin Bob. Listen, it's cool. Shoot 1,500 yards. I told you, I'll go out there. I will drive Bob Ramos Pinsgauer 1,500 yards. Take my Glock 19 out, shoot the steel, and then drive back 1,500 yeah. yards uh-huh. and say. Sid Tannenhaus walking by. Sid Tannenhaus. Just talked about him, too. How funny is that? So Carl Landis sent an email. Anthony and Sandy, you struck a chord with the educational segment about safety at gas stations. In college, I worked at an Exxon station on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. There was no such thing as self-service at the time. There were always people who, when they pulled up to the pumps, wanted to head straight over to Howard Johnson's to use the bathroom or whatever. Many of these people were generally put out when we insisted they stay with their vehicle until they were finished taking care of it. It was like there was no other person on the earth. Yeah, entitlement. There was often a line of cars behind them. Some things don't change. He goes, I didn't know about the science of cell phone uh, danger around gas pumps, but I can tell you for sure that leaving the engine running is a hazard. The hazard was intensified with the emergence of the catalytic converter. These things get very hot. One gentleman was reluctant to turn off his AC on a 90-degree day because, you know, it was kind of hot outside. No shit. I'm out here with the sun heating me from above and the ash wolf below, and I do not need to breathe your exhaust fumes. Take care, fellas. Carl Landis. Always shut your car off, even if you're sitting in it. So... Sandy, this is the third email I've gotten since December 10th, and this is going to be my learning segment. Hi, Ant. It's Jay. I changed his name. Quick question. My girlfriend put a TRO on me. Oh, boy. And police seized all my guns, which included 15-round magazines. Oh, God. They are now prosecuting me for possession of high-capacity magazines. Okay, so let's talk about this. I know a lot of people out there are saying, you know, that, you know, we're not going to comply, and that's fine. But if you're going to keep stuff like that in your house, 18 months per magazine, $10,000 fine. So 10 magazines will be 180 months in prison and a $10,000 fine. And a $100,000 fine. Yeah. No one has gone to court yet, so we don't know what the plea bargaining is going to be attached to this. But I'll tell you that. I'm going to tell you something right now that we don't know. And someone is going to be the sacrificial lamb. The first person. Oh, you know. Okay. Is going to send shockwaves through the state. That person is going to get 10 years in prison or 15 years in prison with no possible parole or something. Right. It's going to require a governor pardoned or a presidential pardon. 
let's talk about this. I went through the shit almost five years ago. I saw it coming. I cleaned my house out, top to bottom. Yep. Completely. Not everybody has that same level that I have collecting for 30 years, but... If you have, if you bought at a gun show in Pennsylvania, if you bought an automatic knife or an out-the-front knife, mm-hmm. or you have high-capacity magazines, you know, standard capacity, over 15 round, over 10 rounds now in New Jersey, and something happens, your house gets broken into, mm-hmm. there's a fire a at your fire. house, yep. you're at work and your kid has a fight with his girlfriend and says, I'm going to get a gun, I'm going to kill you. The police are going to come to the house when you're not home, they're going to seize everything in that house. Your wife is going to let them in. They're going to seize everything in that house, and then you're going to get a phone call from your wife. Don't drive home. Go right to the police station and turn yourself in because now you're going to go to jail for 35 years. Right. Listen, there's, there's no good excuse for anybody. There's no good excuse for anybody to take these risks, take these chances, and put yourself at risk. Knappen talks about this all the time about people who come to his office and go, I can't believe this happened to me. Right. I was a right. law-abiding citizen. Right. right now, everybody listen to the show. Go do a physical inventory of your house. Anything that doesn't fit, anything that doesn't comply, should not be accessible. Now, this guy, Jay, what if he had his gun stored with his legal magazines and there was a few over 10-round magazines that were somewhere uh, else, yeah. like under the insulation of the attic or something? Right. Would police even look for that? No. Right. They'd say, we need all of your stuff. We have a temporary restraining Okay, officer, let me open my safe. Here's my stuff. Do you have anything else? Nope. If you check with the police department, these are all handguns I have registered. I have 4473s for all the guns. I have copies in my safe right here. I'm fully complying, blah, 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 blah. Right. Okay? Done. And now you're not going to jail. Right. They have no idea. Okay. Bragging to your significant other. Oh, I got these. I'm not turning them in. You know, if you go up in the attic and look under the insulation, all of his switchblades and silencers and full-auto trigger kits and his 30-round drum magazines are up there. Okay. So now Jay. Yes. That's my Miriam voice. That's the Miriam voice. Yes. Urban Precision Rifle, sold out on April and May. We have August 17th and 18th. Urban Precision Rifle 2, June 8th and 9th, one whole slot left. Holster Draw, March 29th. Urban Pistol, one and two. Urban Carbine, one and two. Multi-state CCW, here and Cherry Ridge. Become an NRA instructor. BIT, Pistol, Rifle, Shotgun, RSO, here. Saw Group is having a ton of stuff. March 21st is their anniversary party, 7 p.m. at Gun For Hire. March 31st, membership table in the range lobby. April 16th, kids event with Eddie Eagle. Eddie Eagle is free. May 19th, you guys, we guys, Gun For Hire is running an RSO class for women only. Okay? Be here. They're doing a holster draw class, too, I believe. Go on the Saw Group's website or Facebook and check it out. Please support those who support us. Last call. Two and a half weeks left. Calandro for NRA. You want me on that board. You need me on that board. And do not forget, we the people of NJ.com. Do not be an SMP. I will be bringing the beech nut and Gerber baby food with the spoons with the plastic on the front for you bitches. That's very good. I'm out. The entire case of beech nut. You know, strained, what are they, strained pears? Pears. Looks very good. All right, well, looks like you've done it again. The clock on the wall says it all. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Our Radio. 
Gun for Hire Radio is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Each one, reach one, reach one, and reach one. Calandro for NRA, if for no other reason.